If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to another listener episode of the show. Today is the very first official male listener episode of the podcast, and I promise you it's a great one to kick it off with. Today, I am interviewing Kyle. He is 25. He lives in Boston. He is a trainer. And We get into his relationship and his breakup as we do on listener episodes and his episode is just full of so many great little sound bites that could be used and I know will be very inspirational to those of you that are going through a breakup but he got out of his relationship. He ended it five months prior to the interview. He was with his ex on and off. You know, he says that They rushed into the relationship and he said probably three months in, he knew something wasn't right. But due to his anxiety and self-esteem and self-worth, he did whatever he could to stay, to make the relationship work and to stay in the relationship. And he talks about how much he ended up losing himself because of that. To stay in this relationship, he had to let go of so many things that were important to him to the point where his friends and family were saying, hey, you're not yourself. You haven't been yourself. And so... You know, we talk about breaking up, getting back together, this idea of losing yourself within the relationship. And then, you know, in the last five months, he has really, really, really taken healing, you know, by the horns. And he talks about journaling and talking to his friends and going to therapy and finding new hobbies and putting himself first, taking himself out on dates, pausing. There's like a huge theme of pause in this episode of, you know, when in doubt, don't just dive into a new relationship, which he's done in the past, but really pause, feel the feelings. What does this feel like? What do I need? He kept saying, like, what does Kyle need? And so honestly, his episode reads like exactly what I would prescribe anyone who's going through a breakup. So I know that you guys will get so much out of that. And I am very excited to get into this episode. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So let's start off, if you could just tell the audience just a little bit about you and, you know, some things about you. Yeah. So my name is Kyle. I live in Boston. I'm actually a trainer at Equinox. I just moved to Boston five months ago. And I know we were talking a little bit. It's been a whirlwind five months. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
been a good five months, a lot of self-discovery in that time, a lot of personal development, professional development, all that good stuff. But yeah, it's been a crazy five months. <laughs> yeah. I know we were talking before the interview about how like breakup, t- like quote unquote breakup time is very, it's like days feel like they last forever, but it's like a very weird kind of thing. I feel the same way about what happened when COVID happened. It was like, time feels like it takes forever, but it also flies by. So let's start off by just telling us a little bit about the relationship. Maybe how long was it? How did the relationship start? Like I say, like the general arc of the relationship and yeah. Yeah, totally. Actually really funny story. So we met back in 20, this would have been 2017. I was actually living in the UK at the time. And I was coming home to visit for the summer. So we both worked at a zoo, actually, funny enough. And I was coming home to work there for the summer. And I had I was doing animal demonstrations with a parrot, <laughs> believe it or not. And I was giving a talk to these kids and all this other stuff. And she was a camp counselor there for the kids. And she said one sentence to me all summer, just one sentence. And that was it. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, wow, like, you know, there's just something about her that's just super interesting, super intriguing. So I was talking to all my coworkers. I was like, oh, who is this? Who is this? And they're like, oh, this is so-and-so. And I was like, okay, cool. So I followed her on Instagram and we didn't talk for like two years, literally two years. And then summer of 20, I want to say 2019, she had posted a picture on Instagram of a mountain, funny enough, and I'm a big hiker. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, where is this? Like, this looks so cool, yada, yada. And she was like, oh, it's in my hometown. And I go there like every day. And I was like, oh, cool. Like if I'm ever in the area, like you'll have to show me around. And that's all it was. And I was like just getting out of a relationship at the time, actually. So I was like kind of like working on myself and just kind of like going about my business. And if I remember correctly, she had actually messaged me one day and was like, oh, I'm going to be in your hometown of Syracuse. And, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you know, if you're around, let's hang out. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I was like three months post relationship. I wasn't really sure if I was ready. I was kind of like hesitant. And I was like, ooh, you know, this this is kind of scary. I don't know if this is a date. I don't know what to call it. I was like super nervous. And so I messaged her on the day and I almost canceled. I almost was like, hey, like, I'm still down to go if you want to go, but only if you want to go and yada, yada. And she's like, no, totally. So I was like, okay. So like went to my best friend. He like gave me a pep talk. He's like, it's fine. Just go, just have fun. Like, see what happens. You don't even know if it's a date. I'm like, okay, cool. So (laughs) we went on our first date and it was like amazing, right? Like you hear those stories. It's like, oh, we clicked and it was like the perfect thing. And it was this and it was that. And that's what it was. It was, it was great. So we had the date, we hung out the entire night, like went our separate ways. And I remember waking up the next day and I was like, I don't really know what just happened. (laughs) Like I was talking about it with my friend, Chris. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do, man. He's like, just text her. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to text her. So me being the goofy, like energetic dude that I am, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to like methodically plan this out. I'm going to send this text. I'm going to play it cool. And then I just go, I didn't even think about it. I just went, Hey, so like, what are we? (laughs) And I sent it and I, and my friend was sitting there and he goes, Oh, Kyle, he goes, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. (laughs) And I was like, I panicked, I panicked. And so then she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, do you want to come back and visit and go to like a game with my friends? Totally panicked. Didn't play it cool at all. Like wor- <laughs> just no plan whatsoever. And she was like, yeah, it'd be fun. So, you know, we go on this second date. She meets some of my friends and I was like, Hey, like I'm super into you. 
And I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, like we rushed into this relationship, like we rushed into it. Like after that second date, she met my friends, we were official, I was going up there. So we did distance. So she was three hours away, I want to say two and a half, three hours away. So we did distance. So she would come visit me, I would go visit her. And basically, like, you know, it was cool for like a little while. It was like three months. She spent Christmas at my house. She met my mom, which was like a really big deal for me. And then it was like, you know, three months down the line, we started arguing. And I was like, huh, okay, this is weird. I don't really know what to do with this, but it's normal, right? Like everyone argues. So I remember talking to my friend, Chris, and I'm like, I don't know how to navigate this, dude. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, it's normal. It happens, right? And I was always like, in my head, I was like, something's not right. And I'm like, I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know if it's like, I just have never been in like this like situation before, like whatever it is. Right. And I was 22 at the time, 25 now. I'm like, I just don't know what to do. So I remember we were like, continue for another three months. And we had this huge argument one night, like six months in. And I remember I was just like, this isn't right. Like this just isn't right for me. And that was like a big thing for me because normally in my other relationships, I'd just be like, no, this is fine. Like, I'm just going to sit here and like, just be like, no, like, you know, okay, we'll argue. We're fine. We're argue. We're fine. But I was like, no, something's like not right. So I was like, Hey, like, I don't really think this is working out. Like, you know, this isn't really for me. I don't really know what to do. And we broke up. And so that was the first breakup we had. And I remember must have been a month later. I remember talking with Chris and I was like, and this is the big thing that we're going to come back to, but going no contact for anyone that's wondering to do it, you should definitely do it. (laughs) But I remember asking my buddy, Chris, I was like, what's she up to? What's she doing? He's like, man, I mean, we've talked here and there, you know, like, you know, she's working on herself. She's investing herself. Like, I know she misses you. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I need to sit and I need to think about this. And then me being me and being young and dumb and 22 was like, hey, I miss you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was sitting in my room. I was like, hey, I miss you. And she was like, yeah, I was thinking about you too. And so then we meet up like a week later, I go up to visit her. We went hiking. Like it was great. Right. Same thing happened again. Same cycle. Right. Oh, it was so great. We get back together. We went hiking. I'm like texting my friends in my group chat. I'm like, oh my God, she's like, you know, she's invested in herself. I've invested in myself. Like, this is great. This is amazing. And then long story short, we just dated for another about, God, year and a half after that. Oh, okay. And I, so it was long. It was a long yeah. time after that. But it was the same things, right? It started out super, super good. And then I'm not kidding. Probably every other week we would have a giant, giant fight, right? About one thing or another. And it was like, we'd go from, oh, we're on the same page. Everything's perfect, right? We're like the right fit. We're soulmates. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. This is where we're going to get married. Like, and then the next week we're like fighting and not talking and not communicating. And it's like two totally different pages, right? And I'm like, what is going on, right? And I'm sure, you know, we've talked about it. I'm like, Kendra, is this normal? I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? That was like the cycle for a year and a half, you know, and we'd fight and she'd pull away and then, you know, I'd pursue. Right. And then I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to pull back and then she'd pursue. And it's just this cat and mouse game. Right. And so essentially that went on for like a year and a half. And then summer of last year, basically she was going to move in. 
So she was going to move down to Syracuse where I'm from. And we were going to be there for either the summer or it wasn't really decided at the time, but at least for the summer. And so literally a week before we moved in, we had this giant fight, right? Like horrible fight and sparing the, the details. So, cause we don't have to super deep dive doing it. It was a really, really bad fight and we broke up. And I remember saying to my friend, like two days before this fight, I was like, I remember talking with my friends all the time. Like, I don't think this relationship is right for me, but for some reason I can't leave it. And I don't know what to do. Like it's either we're perfect or it's like the worst thing that ever happened. And it's like, there's no in between. Right. And I remember saying to one of my friends, I was like, we will see by the end of the summer, what happens when we move in together. And that was the worst thing I could have ever said. I look back on that now and I'm just like, Oh, why did I even think that? You know what I mean? But so essentially, long story short, we had this giant fight, you know, she left, we broke up like really, really messy. I remember like the week after I was like in a pit, like the worst I have ever felt in my life. And, you know, as guys were told like, oh, bro, don't worry about it. Like there's other people, right? Like your friends, especially guys are like, oh, like, you know, she's crazy. She's this or, and it's a load of nonsense, right? Like it is. And it's your friends trying to make you feel better. But at the end of the day, it's just not true. Right. But so I remember (laughs) we did the social media game again, right? I would post a story. I'm like, is she viewing it? You know, same thing. I don't know if she was doing the same thing, but she would post a story and then I would view it like right away. I'm like, what's she doing? And then I remember like, I was like, I know this isn't the relationship for me. I know this isn't the relationship for me. I viewed one story and it was in her living room and her dog was there who I was really close with at the time. And I was like, Hey, like, do you want to talk? And this is at like 4am. Like I was up, I was like super wired and I sleep. I love my sleep. (laughs) So if I'm up (laughs) at 4am, you know, it's bad. Right. And I was like, Hey, like, do you want to talk? So we talked and it was like, same thing. We were both still like really hurt. And then I was like, okay, like we're just yelling at each other. We're fighting. This is not good, but we both don't want to let go. Let's take three months and just not speak. So we took from, that was the plan. Originally, it was going to be like from June to like September, October. So even longer than that, excuse me. And let's not talk. Let's work on ourselves. Let's see where we're both at, whether, because we both had talked about moving to like where I am now and yeah, yeah, yeah. So two months go by and I'm like all summer, I'm obsessing to my friends. I'm like, what do you, what do you guys think she's doing? Like, do you think she's over it? Do you, like this, that, and the other thing. I remember my, my one friend, Jen was like, it doesn't matter. You've got to focus on yourself hard as that is, right? Like, you know, you guys are going to talk at some point, but you've got to focus on yourself, right? So I'm like, okay. So I sat there and like, for the first time post breakup, I actually sat there in stillness, felt horrible, felt all the emotions and like actively worked on myself, right? I'm like, I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble and I'm going to buy a book on relationships. So I bought Attached, if you've ever read it. Yeah. So yeah I bought it's a very Attached. popular book on, on the podcast for sure. Yeah. So I read that book and I remember it like reading about it. I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense, right? Like, oh, this is why, you know, this relationship didn't work out or this is like why I do this, right? This is why maybe like some of the communication with this person like went wrong and this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much more equipped to handle like this. And I saw like improvements in friendships, right? Relationships with my family because I understood like these attachment styles and just all these things, right? I started going back to therapy, which was huge, right? Because I like, me being a young kid, I was like, no, nah, therapy, like, I'm a dude, I don't need that. Like, I'm cool. I'm just going to go out with my boy, you know, all that stupid nonsense, you know. But I, I went back and I started like working on myself and I was like, okay, 
Like, what do I need to work on in therapy, right? And that's a long laundry list of things, right? We all have our own things, but I was like working through these things, like overcoming like reoccurring patterns and all of that. And I was like, wow, like I feel so much better. And so I hadn't heard from her for like eight weeks. And I almost got to the point I was like, I said to my friend Jen in Zaria, I was like, I think I'm going to send her stuff back because we had left each other's stuff at each other's houses because we were going to talk again one day. And I had offered to send it back. She was like, well, I feel like if we send it back and things are over. And I was like, okay, cool. So I held on to it. And I was like, you know what? I think I just need to like send her stuff back. You know, like I think I'm at a point where I'm just like really focusing on myself. And I'm not kidding. The day before I was going to send it back, I get a text. <laughs> I wake up at 11 p.m. to my phone buzzing and I'm like reading the phone. And I'm like, am I like dreaming? Like I legit thought I was dreaming. I was, And so I got a text from her and she was like, I don't know like where you're essentially like where your heart's at, where your mind's at, what you've been doing and this and that. But I would really love to like get together and this, that and the other thing. And I remember texting like my group chat of friends. I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. Right. And they're all like, well, we really think you should like just, you know, end it. And, you know, breakups happen for a reason. And I remember every single one of them being like, you guys have broken up twice. That's probably for a reason, right? And I remember being like, yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> and then we got back together, right? <laughs> <laughs> this story really could be a movie. Anyway, so so we got back together and I was going to Vermont for a buddy's bachelor party, Chris's bachelor party, actually. So we rented a cabin. We were going to hike, swim, kayak, do all that stuff. And Vermont's on the way back to where she lives. So I was like, hey, I'll swing by like, you know, my way back to Syracuse and we can hang out. So we got back together. We talked through some things. We were like, you know, hey, this is what I've been working on. This is what I've been working on. You know, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Okay, cool. And it's, you know, it sounds amazing, right? It's that euphoria. It's like, oh my God, like, you know, we both changed. We can be compatible. We can be this. And this brings me to my like big, big point, right? Is like that rushing into a relationship and not pausing. You said this before too, not pausing when you get that text from your ex and thinking, has enough time passed where things can change, right? Why did the breakup happen in the first place, right? And I know we haven't deep dived into what the issues were, but like they were big issues. They weren't little things. It wasn't like, hey, like I want a brown colored desk and you want a black colored desk, right? Like these are huge life differences that we had. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, I recognize this about myself. And she said she recognized this and we can work together on this. And long story short, we got back together for three weeks. It was the same thing. A lot of arguing, a lot of disagreements. We couldn't find common ground and just all this stuff. And and it basically, you know, I remember we had one huge fight. And usually I'm very reactive as a person. I'm like, you know, in any scenario. And that's something I had to work on was like pausing before making a decision, right? So I remember we had this giant fight. And normally I'd be like, hey, like, all right, I'm just done. Like, I like this isn't for me. But I remember saying like, hey, I just need the night to like figure out how this situation makes me feel as like a person and how it makes me act because I don't like how I'm acting. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I was like, I just need the night. Like, you know, please respect that. And I remember going out with my friend, Jen, we went downtown and I was like, I was like, this like isn't me. Right. And I got a text, ironically, from another friend of mine who texted me. He's like, hey, dude, like, are you good? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you just haven't like been yourself recently. Like even in our group chat, how you're texting, like, you know, I haven't seen you for like two weeks. And Jen was like, yeah, dude, like this isn't you. Like you're just not you. And I was like, I sat there and I was just like, huh, like I thought that, 
But then I was like, my anxiety's telling me, no, my anxiety's just telling me like, I'm not me. You know what I mean? It's, it's not actually true. But then like to have two friends that weren't together tell me the same thing. It's like, oh man, yeah, like totally. So, you know, it got to the next day and I was like, all right. Like I, I had to like tell her, I was like, hey, like I need to like, and I was moving to Boston at this point. I left out that giant thing. But essentially, I was like, I need to just like go start my new chapter. Like this situation isn't healthy for either of us. You know what I mean? Like relationships are hard, but they shouldn't be this hard. You know what I mean? I think we'd be better, like happier with other people and like, yada, et cetera. I basically told her like, I'm going to have to go no contact because we keep going in this cycle of breaking up, getting back together. It's not personal, but like just for me, like because I know I'm going to reach out to you or I know I'm going to be checking my phone and my social media to see if you're viewing my stuff, especially with me moving. And it's like, so basically we broke up there. I went no contact. And that was a big thing. Thanks to you too. Like I found your page and I don't think I would have broken up with her. If like I didn't find your page and I'm not just saying that because we're here. I legit don't think I would have. And I would have been in the same negative cycle, right? Of like, we argue. And then I'm like ranting to my friends. And then I'm like, wait, no, but this is actually like the ideal person for me. Right. So that's the very long-winded explanation of the, the story there. But yeah, there's so many points that you made that I want to touch on. And I think the first thing that I really noticed when you were telling your story is you did have, I mean, it was your gut basically like the whole Mm. time. I mean, I think you first mentioned it like three months in of like, something just doesn't quite feel right. And I think I always say like the universe, like gives us like little signs and then eventually they become like billboards and then they become like, you know, like punches to the face. You know, it's like if yeah. we, if yeah. you ignore your gut that long, like the signs will keep getting bigger. And sometimes like you have to change in order to like ignore your gut. That's like why a lot of people, I think yeah. when they don't deal with stuff, they turn to like drugs and alcohol and stuff, because it's really hard to continuously ignore it. You literally just have to almost start like numbing yourself out. So I thought that point was really interesting. And then the whole like breaking up, getting back together. I think it's a really important point because like you mentioned, it feels the times when you get back together, it feels very euphoric. And although it's not necessarily like the healthiest, it just, it feels so exciting. And Yeah. It feels so exciting. You're like dumped with like the happy chemicals and it someone that like had a lot of really hot and heavy, quick, get back together, fight relationships. I will say like when I was in a healthy relationship, finally, I remember being like, this doesn't feel that exciting. Does that mean I'm not supposed to be in it? So it's kind of like you have to like readjust your relationship desires once you are coming out of like a relationship like that. Cause it does feel, it feels so good. And, and relationships like that are like perfect candidates for no contact because yeah, the second you see her name on your phone, like you fall back into like, okay, I want that excitement. I know how it's going to feel once we get yep. back together, or I know how oh, it's yeah. going to feel when I see her. So I don't want to miss out on that. Like you have to just if we're talking about that as as like a cycle, you have to like fully exit the cycle in order for it to be able to work. And like, it's also a good example of, I had another listener episode where we talked about like the cycle of breaking up and getting back together. And it's like, you pretty much always end the relationship for the same reason. Like your final ending of a relationship is typically the exact same reason you end it the first time. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, no, 100%. You know, yeah. And a big thing that I found too was like, and this is one of the things I jotted down that I wanted to talk about was like, it doesn't matter how many times you break up and get back together. Each time you do that, you're sacrificing something of you for that. So what I mean essentially is like, so I use the perfect example of like, you know, because you don't want to lose that person again, you're sacrificing little bits of yourself. So you don't lose them, right? Things that were an issue, you know? So I found myself, I was like a big point of contention was like my job, right? Being a trainer, being around other girls, training other girls, right? Having friends that were girls, right? All these things. And I was like, and I caught myself thinking one day, I was like, maybe I don't need like that job that means so much to me that I've done like whole life. Maybe I don't need like these friends that are girls. Like maybe all I do need is this person. And then I was like, wait, that's not what a relationship should be, right? Like I should be with someone who's like, no, you should do your job and you should do it well and I'll support you. And, you know, these people are important to you because they're your friends. It doesn't matter what gender they are. And, you know, I want to meet them and I want to be friends with them. But I caught myself thinking that I would be like, you know, I remember... Jen would text me or Zary would text me or even a client would text me and like have like a legitimate health question. And I would hide it because I was like, I don't like, I'm like, I don't know like what the reaction is going to be. Like, I don't want to get into a fight. I don't want to lose this person because I have female clients. Right. And just sacrificing little things like that. Right. And I remember I've heard you talk about that too, with, I believe one of your past relationships you were saying, right. Where you're like, maybe I don't need to have kids maybe. And it's like, yeah, it took me a long time and a lot of journaling to figure out like, no, that's not what it should be. You know? Totally. I've actually been, when I was in a relationship, when I was, you know, early twenties, I did like drop a really good guy friend because the guy I was with, like, was convinced that I, I I had known this guy since I was two, like literally was my brother growing up. And he was like, could not fathom that I wasn't sleeping with them. And so he, you know, he's like, you can't talk to him anymore. And I said, and I was like, okay. And luckily I was able to get him back when obviously we inevitably broke up because you can't sustain a relationship like that. But yeah, it is wild. Like all the little, that's a great point. And I never thought about that. Like every time you get back together. It's like when you prioritize, I'm just trying to make this relationship work. Yeah. Like that's the sole focus. It's amazing. The things that you can let go about yourself because that just becomes the main priority. Yeah. And same thing, you know, especially, so I'm, I don't know if I said this already, but I was the one who ended it pretty much every time. Right. And for some reason I just couldn't like, let it go. Right. We'd break up. She'd reach out. I want to get back together or there was one occasion. So the last time before we got together for the last time in the fall, or excuse me, in the summer, before we decided to take that break, I reached out to her. And I was just like, for some reason, I just couldn't leave, right. But as the person who like, ended it, it's weird, because you're just sacrificing. I'm like, I know this isn't for me. I'm in this relationship, I can't necessarily have the freedom of my job I want, or the freedom of friends that I want. And like, but for some reason, I can't walk away from it. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of like what I was saying earlier was like going too fast into a relationship can be super dangerous, right? Because you don't actually know, you know, what this person, where they're coming from, right? You don't know if they're okay with you having friends of a different gender or what your job is, right? You just get so wrapped in and you're like, oh, this person's so great. They're amazing for me. And then it's like, wait, actually, like we're on two different pages about almost everything, you know? 
and it's there's a, it's a really funny quote it's like is it chemistry or is it just anxiety and I'm like I know with me it's anxiety because your boy has anxiety you know what I mean but it's just like I just look back and I'm like wow like and I'm sure she was too because we were both really anxious people and didn't want to lose the other person but I like look back and I'm like I was like not hiding so much but I was giving up so much of myself or keeping it like quiet so I didn't lose this person I'm sure she was too but and that's not me saying she was lying or anything like that or she's a horrible person I just mean I know she didn't want to lose me either and I'm sure there were things that she was kind of giving up that were important to her because she wanted to stay in it too you know this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. And I think like I'm a non-believer in dating rules, like the whole like you got to wait this many days before you text this person. Like I'm just like, no, just be yourself. And if you're supposed to be with them, you will be. But however, I do think like I think the rushing into relationships is just hard because it's it's just you literally do not know about a person until you go through something really hard together and you see how they respond to that or what, like if they lose their job, like when they get in financial fear, like how do they act? It's like, you just, there's so many things that you need to go through with a person to really see and know who they are. And if you like fall in love with someone that quickly, you're falling in love with like a picture of them in your mind or an idea that you have of them in your mind. And then all you're doing is like grasping onto that idea for as long as you can, but that's just, no one can be like the image that they are in the beginning. And so I think too, you're like, you know, you didn't want to show anything that wasn't the version when you guys like first got together. And I also think it's so positive that you have friends. First of all, I want people listening to know, because I think this is a big stereotype of men. Men talk to their friends about their relationships. They have this thing where they like, like, 
all we do is talk about sex. It's like, no, people do talk about their relationships and they ask advice. And I think that's important to know men go to therapy men talk to their friends about relationships. So I just want to get that out. But I think it's great that they said that to you. Like, Hey, you're not yourself. And I tell people like, if you have multiple friends, honestly, if you have any friend that confronts you about that, it's really hard to confront your friends and be like, Hey, something's up. That's a very hard conversation to have. So it's always worth listening to and considering. Yeah. And I, you know, the crazy thing is, right. Is I have a group chat with, there's gotta be 35 of us in there. We're all not sending a million messages a day. It's a discord chat, but I was going to say, that sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) It can be those notifications are on mute. But essentially, you know, so there's 35 of us in there. And I remember going to a family gathering and like, I didn't talk like at all because I was so irritated from this fight we had. You know, I maybe said like three words and I had, God, like seven family members and then probably 20 of those people from the Discord, all not in the same day, but over the course of, you know, that year, I'll just be like, you know, you're just not yourself. Like, you don't seem like yourself. You don't seem happy. Like, you know, you don't really want to go hiking anymore. So I'm a big outdoorsy guy, like the kayak hike. Like, you don't really want to do that. Like last time I went hiking, you were like super irritable. So I think it like was super powerful for me to see like 20 something people all recognize the same thing, right? Like if all your friends are telling you the same thing, it's probably true, right? And like a lot of people will know, like relate to this. Like if you have anxiety, you're like, no, that's not true. Like everyone's lying to you. Like everything's perfect. Everything's good. I'm like, no, like, you know, they're just reading the things that aren't there. I'm fine. I'm like, I'm like not fine. Like I'm stressed. I've lost interest. Right. Like, and I found myself being really, really resentful of my relationship because I compromised my boundaries to be with this person. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's a huge, huge thing. Right. Like you don't want to lose this person. So you're compromising on what you want. You're compromising on your boundaries. Right. Like I was like, I remember going back into the relationship in the fall. I was like, all right, my friends are off limits, right? Like I'm allowed to be friends with whoever I want. Like I'm not sleeping with any of my friends that are girls. I'm not definitely not sleeping with any female clients, right? Like all these things. And I was like, my job like has to be off limits. I love it. I've studied hard for it. I've worked hard to be where I'm going to be like, it's off limits. And then it was, you know, a week into it, it was like, you know, I really don't like Jen. Like, I don't get why she has to text you and like this, that, and the other thing. And I was just like, yeah, fair enough. I was like, you know, she has other friends too. And then I remember leaving the next day and I'm like, why can't my friend text me about, you know, like someone she's seeing to ask a question from a guy's perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. she has a boyfriend. She's asking from a guy's perspective of something like, just like I would for my relationship. Why is that not okay? And I'm just like, Ooh, <laughs> you know? Well, it's almost like, I mean, you know, this is not to like say something is like toxic, but it is like a form of like gas. It's like gaslighting yourself where you're like, cause your gut's yeah. telling you something for so long and you keep being like, nah, that's no, it's okay. Like yeah. I'll figure. And then when you have those moments where you come to where you said like, I'm not sleeping with, like, I know me, I know I'm loyal in this relationship, but, and then you get like resentful of like, why do I keep, you know, doing this to myself really? Yeah. And I have like a two part question about, so what you kept saying, like there was something that like, wouldn't allow me to let go. What was that thing? So was it like, yeah. cause I know for a lot of people, it's like fear of not finding someone else or, you know, fear of like, what if this is my person? So what was that? And then second part is in the last five months, how were you able to overcome that to like, not get back together? Yeah. Ooh. So I would say the thing that kept me 
in that relationship for so long, right, was a few things. A, it was my own self-worth, right? I didn't think that I would ever find someone better. I didn't ever think I would find someone else that like I clicked with. I thought this was it, right? I was like, okay, I'm 24. I'm going to get engaged. This is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like we had planned like everything out, where we were going to get married, how we wanted to raise our kids, blah, 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 right? So I was like, oh my God, like, and I remember saying this to Jen, I was like, I will never find someone that will want to do all these things with me and will go hiking with me and will yeah. build Legos with me and like, you know, do all this goofy stuff with me. And Jen's like, Kyle, it's like any girl would build Legos with you and go hiking with you. Like you invite a girl to do something with you. They're going to be thrilled. Like if they're meant to be with you, you know what I mean? But so a lot of it was like, you know, self-worth. I didn't think I deserved better at the time. Right. And that's like a very vulnerable thing to say, especially as a guy. Right. Cause we're always like, oh man, like, you know, I can go on hinge and get like 50 matches right away. And like, I can find someone else. But I was like sitting there, I'm like, I don't think I deserve better for like the longest time, you know? And I was like, I don't think I'm going to find someone else. And I was like, I don't really want to be alone. Like, you know, and I was like, you know, what if a big thing for me was like, what if we both just like drastically change? Right. And then we missed out on like the best versions of each other and all this stuff. And it's like the issues between us, it doesn't matter if we both drastically changed and worked on like our different triggers and this and that we're just not compatible at like a baseline level mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to figure that out and the way I kind of worked through that over those last five months was like it took me a really really long time like probably up until a month ago to really realize like you know I journaled every day for the last five months and I was doing it right before we hopped on this call like and just working through things in my head I'm like I had to journal and really like a own my part that was a huge thing for me I had to sit there and like, go, okay, like, you know, it's super, super easy to want to blame the other person why it didn't work out, right? Like, oh, they were this, they were that, like, you know, they'll never find someone better than me and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, like, that doesn't help anything, you know? So I had to really sit there in discomfort for the first time ever in my life, right? And I will be fully transparent here. Anytime I've gone through a breakup, I'm like, all right, dating apps, Bumble, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but I actually sat there and was like, all right, I'm going to just sit in this feeling. I'm going to feel horrendous and I'm going to sit through it and I'm going to sort through it. So I remember sitting there for probably two straight months and I wrote down like everything that like I could think of and owning my part of things that I could have done better or done wrong and not in like a, I'm going to beat myself up way and this is all my fault. And like, and you know, cause it's very easy to sit there and be like, oh, if I did this, yeah, you know, this wouldn't have happened or we would still be together. Or we would be, but that's usually not true. You know what I mean? Like you're two people, you both contribute to the dynamic. It's never one person's fault or the other, right? You both contribute to that dynamic. So for me, it was like, I sat there, I owned my part. I'm like, here's where I went wrong. Here's where I can do better. Here are some reoccurring patterns that I noticed in myself. So then when I do meet the next person, I don't carry those into my next relationship, right? So that was huge for me. I had to sit there and really own my part and sit there and be like, Kyle, this is like what you've got. You've got to own this. You can't pawn this off on her. You can't pawn this off on anyone else. You have to sit there and own this and go, okay, here's my reoccurring patterns. Here are some of my toxic traits. I'm going to work on this. So I sat in therapy. I talked about it. I was like, you know, here's what I've learned about myself. And a huge thing that like I found was journaling. I was Mm, shocked. I was astounded. I would sit there and be like in between clients and have like 15 minutes at work. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to write down a little thought I had. I'd be like, you know, I note that I really like obsess over just like checking who views my Instagram stories, really random, innocent thought. Right. But then it turned into a five page thing about like, 
okay, why do I do this? You know, is it an ego thing? Do I want to see like that this person's viewing my story and, you know, I have this many th this and this many that. And I was like, it turned into a whole five page thing. And I was like, damn, I just uncovered like why I have so much anxiety around like this one big thing and why, how it translates over into like, just not even just personal, like intimate relationships, but just friendships. Right. And so I've been working through these. Yeah. It's like therapizing yeah. yourself. It's literally like literally. being in a therapy session with yourself when you can, because that happens in therapy where you bring up something innocent and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there's way more to yeah. this, but literally. journaling is the best. Yeah. And like for, so anyway, I know there's a really long winded thing, but the last five months I've really journaled every single day. And then it's, that's transferred over into something though. Right. So I'll journal a sentence. I'm like, you know, I had this huge realization. I was like, you know, even if it was a small realization, I'd be like, okay, you know, why am I on my phone so much? Right. So I would sit there and I'd be like, you know, why do I do that so much? And I'm like, cause I need, and then I was like, you know, it'd be something innocent. I'm like, oh, I just want to check and make sure I'm not missing client emails or something. And I'm like, wait, no, it's not. I'm like, I need that stimulation. I need that distraction. Right. I'm like, if I don't have my phone, then I start thinking about stuff and I do this and I do that. And I was like, maybe I'm going to try to put my phone in airplane mode for a day, you know? So I tried that and I left in the airplane mode all day, no notifications buzzing off. I only checked it when I needed to shoot a client a text or something. I left it at that. And then I realized like, all these things. And this kind of segues into the next thing I was going to say is like, breakups are there. And I think you said this and it sunk in, are there to force us to grow in ways that we wouldn't normally. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like I was on my phone so much, like all the time. And it's because I just needed this like distraction from my emotions and all these other little things. Right. And it would take me out of the present. And like, one of the big things I worked on is just being present. Right. Like, and as a dude, I stuffed down my emotions like all the time, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm sad. I'm going to go to Gucci and <laughs> go get some shoes. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to call up my boy and be like, yo, let's hop on FIFA and let's do this. And, but now I'm sitting in those motions, right? I'm able to sit there, process them, write them down. Like, you know, I don't need to pull up my phone and go on Twitter and look at some random meme or, you know, and the, the growth that happens after relationships is amazing. If you let it happen though. Right. Yeah. And this is a yeah. conversation like, I had with you is like, you've got to let that growth happen, right? You can't just jump from one relationship to the next. You've got to pause, sit in that discomfort, right? Process it and see what you learn. Because if you don't learn anything, you're going to end up in the same exact scenario right after, right? So, yeah. And I want to go back to what you were saying about owning your part because, and I actually learned this, you know, a lot of you guys know that I've been sober for nine years and I learned this when I got sober, but. Well, I think a lot of people have the misconception that when you own your part, it should be like a bashing session on yourself. Mm. I think if, if you're feeling like complete shit for like looking at what you did in the relationship that could be better, could be learned from, or could be improved. If you're feeling like that, then I personally don't think you're necessarily doing it right. Or maybe you're doing it too early after the relationship, because honestly yeah. it should feel really empowering. It should feel like a light bulb has gone off and it should be like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it's not comfortable, but it, it should feel very empowering to know like, okay, I can definitely take this and feel better and use this in the next relationship. Or you, like you said, use this with my friends or my family. So I think owning your part is, is a really, really big part of the healing process. And it really shouldn't feel shameful. It should really feel yeah. empowering if you're doing it correctly. And, you know, you said it perfectly of like breakups are 
Like that's like literally my whole thing with breakup besties. Breakups are one of the best opportunities that we have to look at ourselves, to pause and stop and say, and it's not even just like, let me learn about myself within relationships. You said it great with like, I look at my phone too much, or I mean, I've the times that you know, when I went through a really bad breakup in 2015 was when I finally went to therapy for like a significant trauma that I had experienced, nothing to do with relationships, just something I had gone through, you know, in my teens. And there are so many opportunities that come about when you do take that time to pause. And, you know, the fact that you're aware enough to be like, okay, I know if I do this, I'm probably reaching to feel comfortable when really I should be sitting and learning something is, is really important. And, um, I think, you know, one of my follow-up questions too, is you lost so much of yourself in the relationship. How did you start gaining that back? Yeah. So a huge thing for me was still going through with my plan to move here. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, we are originally going to move down here somewhere in Massachusetts together, right? And it was going to be Boston because Equinox is here, right? And all that stuff. But I still went through with my plan, right? To go to Boston. I'm still like, you know, doing my job and everything like that. But the biggest thing for me, I think, was like doing things that I had never done before, right? And, you know, I went to therapy over the summer, but really deep diving to therapy, journaling every day. I picked up a ton of books on just like personal self-development, right? And I did new hobbies that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like what? What's one of them? So I started picking up surfing. So a buddy of mine, a coworker, I didn't know you could surf in the winter, by the way. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I didn't know you could do that on the East Coast. <laughs> I didn't either until one of my coworkers was like, yeah, you just get you a wetsuit and you just go in. And I was just like, all right, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but just like picking up different things that like I've never done before. So something like that, right? Rekindling things that I really enjoyed doing, right? hiking, you know, certain movies and shows that I liked having a little bit of just like me time to like, I always take myself on self dates. I think that's a huge thing. You know, I'll take myself out to dinner. I'll check in with myself. I'm like, okay, what do I need? And I was just reconnecting with myself on a different level. Right. So hiking, asking what Kyle needs, right. What did I lose? That was important to me. I made a list. Actually, (laughs) I made a list of things that I had lost quote unquote in the relationship and I ticked them off. Right. So like, reconnecting with friends, right? So like, you know, FaceTiming Jen or, you know, hopping back in the Discord and playing video games with friends, which I lost because I was always so preoccupied with the relationship and kind of like stopped doing that, right? One of the biggest things, which was also super, super challenging, was going back to places that her and I went together. Yeah. So I went to, we were going to get married in this, I think it's a state park, at the state park that we went to, like every weekend she would come to visit. So I went there, I was walking through, you know, I had my headphones in. I was like, all right, I'm gonna throw my confidence playlist on. I'm gonna just strut through. And then I was just like, all right, I'm gonna throw the weekend on. And I'm gonna be sad sad and I'm gonna walk through this park. But I did it, right? So I walked through and I was like, you know, I went, um, I actually went hiking as well up in the Adirondacks, which is like a big park where you can go hiking, which is something that we had did. You know what I mean? I was like, for so long, I was so scared to like, I was like, oh, I can't even look at like pictures of the Adirondacks or I can't even like think about Treeman, the park that we went hiking at. I'm like, I can't even do it. And then I found myself, I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at these pictures. I'm going to actively go and like reclaim things that I thought I had lost, you know? Yeah. Same thing. Movies we had watched together, shows we watched together. I couldn't do it for a long time, you know? Yeah. I just like, I would sit there. Yeah. And I was like, 
I can't even like see a picture of the Adirondacks without being like, oh, my heart, you know? And then I remember taking a trip over Christmas and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. Super uncomfortable. I remember getting in the car with a few friends and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't want to go. I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I was like, you know what? Nope. We drove up and we had like the best time. And it was so yeah. healing because I reclaimed something that I thought I had lost because of the relationship, you know? And I just, yeah, I think it's, you have to do it at the right time though. You can't just, you know, yeah, you can't do it right away. Like, yeah. Like I'm going to reclaim this right now. This is mine. And cause that might just send you over the edge and you might be down bad for a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you'll hurt yourself more than you need to. But right. I was just thinking like, yeah, I mean, you're nailing this breakup, you know, like, yeah. honestly, like this is so, I mean, it's literally like everything that, that I teach is, is what you're doing. Like you're yeah. like the, you know, this is like a gold, you know, gold star yeah. recovery. <laughs> well, I would yeah. say too, you know, your course played a huge role in that, right? There was one part where I had to write out everything that happened in the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And there were things I forgot about that I never even remembered until I wrote them down. And I went, damn, I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I did do that. Or like, yeah, she did do that. And I've, I forgotten. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, and then same thing. I was like, okay. So I extrapolated from that. I took pretty much everything from that. I actually have the journal like right there. And I was like, I'm going to make a list of everything that I remember. Like I was saying, owning my part. And I'm going to look at this for like, just like a day, like on and off for a day. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to go, okay, what do I need to work on? And I went and I worked on it and I'm still working on it. You're always working on yourself. Right. But, and I remember it was so healing because I was like, I know that I do these things or I don't necessarily articulate this the best or, you know, so now I know going into my next relationship, I've got to be more open. I've got to be more vulnerable. You know, I've got to not try to fix everything. Right. Like it's a huge trope. Like as guys, we got to be the ones that like always have the answers. Right. And we got to fix everything. And it's not everyone, but you know, it's a stereotype. Yeah. Right. And like a huge thing for me was like, I grew up without a dad. Right. So I didn't have a model for a healthy relationship growing up. So I didn't know what that looked like, you know? So it took, and it's, I'm still learning. We're always still learning. Right. But over those last five months, I've kind of sat there. And I'm like, okay, what does that look like? You know, how do I actually become like the best man I can, right? Like, what does that look like? Cause I don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, I can sit here and be like, okay, this is what I've got to work on. You know, I don't know when I'm going to get in my next relationship. You know, I've been on a few dates in Boston and, you know, I'm actually like recognizing that some things aren't good for me and just kind of ending it there and just kind of moving on and just being like, you know what? Yeah. And that, that's a huge step for me, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. Cause I have friends who, who tease me and they're like, you know, you just charge head first in these relationships, bro. And I'm like, yep, you are very right. And now I'm not doing that. Right. I'm taking yeah. time. I'm like, you know, like asking the right questions, feeling it out, like, and not in like a, like guarded way, but in a, like a healthy way of like, okay, I noticed like, you know, these red flags are like, this wouldn't be right for me. And it's like, it's empowering. Right. And I'm at the yeah. point five months later where I'm like, I'm excited to meet someone, right? Like I'm super excited to fall in love with someone, right? Like that person's out there. And it was a huge step for me to like get past, oh my God, I'm never going to find anyone as good as her again. And like, I'm sitting in my office at work and I'm just like thinking about it. My coworkers walk in and they're like, Hey, like, how's it going? And I'm just like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then, you know, they'd walk away and I'm just like staring at the sky and I'm just like, oh my God, like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's, 
yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how it changes, you know, like in the healing processes, it's not linear for anyone that thinks, you know, like it's just this straight line. It's up and down and up and down, but you've got to help yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good thing that it's up and down because like, yeah, I just think we're not meant to learn lessons until we're ready for them. And there are some things that right after a breakup that you're not ready to learn yet. And so you kind of have to like go through a dip and then start feeling better and then have that thing come up in order for you to learn that lesson. Like you need, just need distance to learn certain things. So if we just went through like a couple of weeks where it was really hard and then it was totally fine, we wouldn't have the opportunity to like learn those things. And this kind of brings me to my closing question, which I like to do for people, which is if someone's listening to this podcast and they went, let's say they literally either broke up with someone yesterday or they're, they got broken up with yesterday. What message would you have for them? Yeah, I would say pause right? For as long as you feel you need to, because it's so tempting in like the social media age, the dating app age, and like just everything we have access to, to distract yourself, right? And sometimes distracting yourself is necessary, right? Like you shouldn't sit in those feelings all the time. You're going to feel horrendous, right? Yeah. But pause, right? There's a, there's a tattoo that I'm getting and it's part of a book trilogy that I read. It's called stillness is the key. And that also really, really helped me because it made me realize, like, sit with everything, right? And by everything, I mean, like, sit there, think about it, process it, learn from it, right? It's like the main takeaway. So I would say pause, really think through what happened, right? What you learned from it. Don't rush, right? Like, we have so much more time than we think we do. And it's like, you know, I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I'm 25, I'm running out of time. And I'm like, what? I was like, I have so much time. Like, you know what I mean? But I would say just pause, feel and like heal. Right. I've noticed like since dipping my toe back in the dating field, a lot of people don't take the time to like pause and heal. Right. They don't pause and learn that lesson. And then they kind of get in the same cycles, right. They're rushing into things. They're doing this and I've done it, you know, I've done it. But now that I've taken the time to actually sit with it and it's taken a long time and that breakup was the hardest thing I've ever done. Like that was the worst I felt in my entire life. Like it was hard. It was horrible. And then you get that like equal amount of healing afterward. Like the amount of pain that you're in is the amount of healing or clarity or like self-discovery that you'll get on the other side. And a lot of people forget that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, easily the hardest thing I've ever done was to break up with her, go no contact Also, for anyone who's debating going no contact, please go no contact. It is, it's the hardest thing you will ever do, but you'll look down the line, you'll be like, oh my God, that was the best thing I did. And I'm not underplaying it. It sucks. It's horrendous. It hurts. You feel like you just cut it off completely. It settles it in that it feels like it's done. But then one day it hits you and you're like, that was the best choice I made for me, but also them you know? Yeah. Before I close, I was going to say, that's a really important thing. First of all, you know, it's a reminder. And I always tell people this, like, just because someone broke up with you does not mean that they weren't in pain does not mean that they didn't have to heal themselves. And sometimes people are like, well, they broke up with me. Why are they going no contact? Like, shouldn't it be Mm -hmm. me that decides or why can't they still check in with me? And it's like, no, it's necessary on both sides. And I guarantee by going no contact, like you did your ex a really big favor because, yeah. you know, maybe because sometimes one person isn't strong enough 
to do it themselves. And so you need another person to say like, Hey, we're not going to talk and it's going to be the best thing for both of us. So I think that's like a great example of, you know, hearing it from the other side. So, yeah. And the other thing is too, I know I wasn't happy in the relationship and I, I don't think she was either. I think there were good times, but the thing is like, it would have been selfish to continue the relationship. Right. And the thing is, I don't know. I don't know if I said this, but I'm 25, she's 32. So she's older. Right. So Mm -hmm. to continue a relationship that I'm not happy in, she's not happy in. Right. You know, obviously this goes down a deeper rabbit hole, but like, she's getting a little bit older. Right. She wants to have kids. Like it would have been selfish to stay in a relationship that I wasn't happy in. Right. And same thing for her. So I, this is not me taking credit for anything. Hopefully it doesn't come off this way, but like it, it frees her to find who she's supposed to be with and vice versa. Right. Like, you know, that's and that's, how it it's works. hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It, it's hard. But, but like, and just to kind of follow up on your last point, like there's a, if there's advice I could give someone, like there's a really good, I don't know if you follow him on Insta, young Pueblo, maybe I think mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah. So he posted something the other day and it's heartbreak is, not always a sad ending. Sometimes it sets in motion a profound transformation and it can open the door to truly loving yourself, becoming more emotionally mature and learning what type of partner would actually support your happiness. So I read that and I was like, I have to read this on this podcast because I think that's so true because had I never met this person and had I like never like gone through this, honestly, it was horrible. It was the worst pain I've ever been in. I would have never have learned all these things that like I do that I have to work on. I never would have grown the way I would have, I would have been doing the same stuff, you know, and I never would have improved my relationship with myself. I never would have improved my relationship with my family. You know, I wouldn't have healed some of the parts of me that I didn't even know needed healing, you know? Yeah. And now I can take those things into the next relationship and just be better because of it. And like, maybe that's the person I'm meant to be with, you know? And I think that's the best way to put it, you know? I love that. You are a great example of, of doing the work and that it works and it does work. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard, but it works. And you're a great example of that. You know, I know people listening to this will, you know, whether that's, they get the push to go no contact or they get the push to go to therapy or start journaling. I think you just provided so many great little nuggets. So thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so excited for, you know, the next, you know, few months for you and what your healing journey will bring you. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. So I'd like to say thank you to you too, because you played a huge role in like all of this and your course helped, but also the millions of DMs you answered for me where I was like, Kendra, I feel horrible. Is this normal? And you're like, yes, Kyle, you're, this is normal. And you're, you're, you're on the right track. Yep. And yeah. I was like, all right, Kendra got me. So <laughs> I all do. Right, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, right, Kyle. Thanks for everything. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.